another episode Behind the Vinyl with Darren and Nicholas. Alrighty, we're back with another edition of Behind the Vinyl. Uh, Nicholas here as always. And this time, this is a bucket list guest for us, uh, Mr. Chuck Billy from Testament. Hello. Now we're talking. (laughs) Nice to have you, man. We meet again. Yeah, we meet again. Um, we threw it over to you to pick a record, which one we're going to dig behind, um, and do you want to tell us which one you chose? Well, because it's a band that has a lot to me and probably really set the pace of what I wanted to be and do was uh, UFO, Strangers in the Night. Uh, that record, you know, I grew up at a certain time in my life. You know, I think everybody who listens to music always has a certain band or a certain song that takes them back to a point in their life to where times are good and that point was when still living at home <laughs> no credit cards no rent and no insurance the world was your oyster it was just music and chasing women Love you know it. that it was nice. it was good times so that record about that time in my life was you know getting getting a car at the time and having a stereo put in it and something about that record it was just like it was like one of the best live mixes I think I've ever heard. And at that point in my life, I was a, I wanted to be a guitar player. I didn't right, want to yeah. be a singer. Yeah. So Michael Shanker was like a big master to me. And he was he was it. And I always loved his tone and the quality of tone, but his style was always unique other than other players. And he really stood out. So when I that record first heard it, not only just like like this is live oh my god it sounds amazing yeah it was just the way they took like rock bottom and extended the long version and yeah extended the solo which is like oh my god yes more solo yeah you know so it was one of those records that just always held true to my heart and even to this day when i you know want to go back and feel good and just you know having a bad day or, or time i put on that record because it really does take me back to those times when there was no worries yeah yeah oh hell yeah you know so that that record's very special you know they they it's been said that it's the greatest live band greatest live album ever recorded yeah yeah well also been said that they, they they tampered with it i think that's one of those records that i said that wasn't it well and I think also, everybody does with yeah live e- everyone yeah, does exactly. like like judas priest i know yeah unleashed know. in the east is um yeah. unleashed in the studio yeah. as, as we <laughs> talk. exactly yeah. and, and and the kiss alive and alive too you always thought that kiss alive was like oh that's that's a raw yeah. that's a raw energy then you find out that it's you know yeah. they've they looped sound so the audience. great you wouldn't think they're doing a great job making you get that oh, yeah, live absolutely. concert feel absolutely even but, though it maybe it might be studio but they still make it have oh, yeah. that exactly. experience yeah but but didn't shanker say that um, didn't didn't he insist that his his uh, his solos were left alone? Yeah, he wanted another uh, Ron Nevison, the producer. Uh, he wanted him they to were double. fighting, and he wanted another version. He said that there were other takes of especially Rock Bottom that he thought was better. Yeah, oh, and I, I found I f- cannot imagine that. I found a f- uh, found a funny quote from uh, uh, Mog where it says, uh, "I can still see Michael, who was becoming more and more distant from the band, going out of the studio mumbling." Poor, poor rock bottom. <laughs> no, I, see, I, I, that's just hard to believe because that is an iconic solo. Yeah, to this it is. day. And when you right when you hear that first opening riff, you know, oh, okay, yeah. here we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And even just the mix of it, you know. And I, I even read in some Guns N' Roses book, you know, they, when they first put uh, the first record out, yep. that 
Axel wasn't happy with the mix. They went through a whole chain of producers trying to capture that right. live sound and that snare and that yep. feeling. And they couldn't get it using a bunch of people. And then they finally just went straight to... Mike Link. Mike yeah, Link, Mike exactly. Link yeah. went yeah. straight to him. And, and from that point, you know, I don't think that first Guns N' Roses record probably wouldn't have had the impact. Maybe if it was, they didn't really stand their ground and really go true. for what they wanted. True, yeah. true. So, you know, that's, there you go. You know, that, that record inspired and, and, and even bands like Guns N' Roses, biggest band in the world probably. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. what that record did. Hell yeah. You know. Who, yeah. who did we talk to? Who um, who used my clink the other day? Was it Megadeth? Yes. Megadeth also recorded yeah. uh, from this as well. You know, wow. they, they picked up on this and they got a clink because of this yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So interesting yeah. okay let's let's play uh let's play a song and we'll uh we'll come back and talk some more When did you first get introduced to UFO? Was it, was it this album? Uh, were you aware of them? Were, were you aware of Shanker? I was aware of Shanker. I had a friend I grew up in the neighborhood who was, he was the one who, who turned me on to all different kinds of music. Right. Um, I grew up in a house with two older brothers and my oldest brother, he's five years older than me. He was more into like um, Dylan and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young and that kind of stuff. So I was kind of, I was listening to more of that because I was, had no choice at home. Yeah, yeah. So my neighbor down the street, he was like, no, no, here's what you got us to do. So he turned me on to some really cool, those early days, Plasmatics and oh. UFO. And, and when I seen Rock Bottom, the, the album cover, because that was the good old days when you had the, the vinyls. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, look yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah. And right away, that, that album cover is like, whoa, UFO. And this is kind of strange. And, but when I first heard that album, the vocals and the melodies just really captured me, but that's when I really learned who Michael Shanker was. Right, yeah. Um, because even from that first record, you know, most people stray away from what they lay down on albums, but he stayed true to what he did from the get. And then when you always, in tone-wise too, probably to this, this day when you still see him, you right away you know that's Michael Shanker, yeah. just by based on tone. And the way Ben's notes and everything, it's, I, I haven't heard anybody ever come across to me that way right. since then you know there's you know so I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of guitar players you probably talk that are inspired <laughs> by that tone or try to uh, reach that tone but it's, I don't know what it, what it is maybe it's just a special yeah. technique yeah. I don't know yeah. really what it is but that that was my first thing and I was hooked because like I said I wanted to be a guitar player and, and when I heard that tone I it just sang to me right and yeah so I, I've been a fan ever since you know and 
Have you ever met Shanker? I, I have. I met yeah. Shanker, and and then later in life, um, I think it was called Camera uh, Phil and Pete Way did a project. I'm not sure if it was UFO, but James Murphy, our uh, yeah, guitar yeah, player, yeah. he produced the record. Oh right, okay. So I get to go down and hang. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to come over there. <laughs> I got them in the studio. I'm going to be there. So I got to come over and hang and meet and became pretty good friends with Pete and Phil. So every time we'd go to a festival, we'd cross paths, we'd reconnect and you know and see each other. And so we kind of had that that little James Murphy connection from that. And That's it was great. good to see him, but I didn't really keep in touch. Really, internet wasn't really a thing back then. You yeah. Know? So yeah. and. I don't know. I don't. Maybe I didn't nerve to ask him for their phone number. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, or, or give me your address. So I could pen pal you. You know, or something. You know? Yeah. So, but you know, it was. I. I was really touched because they were just really true human beings. Right. Really, okay. really cool people. Phil uh, Pete Way was so. He's just so down to earth. Right. Yeah. 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 And and that to me was. Um, I mean, especially becoming a musician, it always, always played a part in my mind, like. This is how you should treat your fans. Just right. The yeah, way yeah, you're being, yeah. they're treating me yeah. because they just treated me like a friend and yeah. uh, you know, a real person. And, you know, most people in that status to me, they were the gods. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know? yeah. I'm waiting for Schenker's book. Michael Schenker's book. Yeah. Is it coming? Uh, no. The thing was that I I've interviewed him a couple times. I remember interviewing and I asked him, uh, like everybody's writing books these days. When are you? Well, I've actually written one, and it was about 400 pages. And then I wasn't satisfied with it, so I threw it into the fire pit. <laughs> that was it. Right. I've heard some crazy stories, though, about Michael, just, you know, his antics of just getting on a plane or leaving a tour and just yeah, yeah. taking off and yeah. with no warning, telling, no. you know, telling the band, I'm out of here. He's just, he's just gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, man, that's, that takes some nerve just to, like, special, <laughs> special character. walk right away from a tour <laughs> and just leave everybody hanging. I was like, man, that, that's... Okay, but you know, I guess when you're Michael Shanker, you can do that. Yep. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and get away with it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But they were a party band as well. So I was kind of a late bloomer when it came to UFO, since I was into the the Rats and the Motley Crue. Right. Yeah. I yeah. probably got into UFO like early '90s and started buying their records and loved that stuff. I think Iron Maiden got me into UFO. Yeah. I think Doctor Doctor. They played Doctor Doctor. Hearing right, Doctor yeah. Doctor, which which you know. Uh, repeatedly, every Iron Maiden show, yeah. I, I was like, exactly. hang on a sec, who was this band? And that's, yeah. I think that's how I first discovered UFO. Yeah. So. And then you yeah. later on read that they were kind of like, like in the 70s, they were like Motley Crue. They were partying really hard and Pete Way especially and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. But great melodies and, and great songs. I, that's what it was, the love. melodies. I yeah. mean, the riffs alone were, were great, but Phil somehow put a, beautiful tone and, and melody over it yeah. which really really just made it work yeah um when you hear ufo no matter what song they did you, you knew who it was right out of the yeah, gate. Yeah, just yeah. it just has that iconic sound yeah and it's a shame you know i just missed the last time they came through california with phil you know he, i think he was the last remaining guy right yeah, right, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Band. Yep. and yep. i was like man i gotta go see him and I, I missed it but everybody i talked to said it was amazing and he sounded great just, yeah oh yeah just like always yeah just amazing yeah. voice absolutely. absolutely although uh phil and also pete played sweden rock festival last yes, year yes they did yeah they two, did. in two right. in two different bands yes um and i and was on with ufo 
no. Um, Phil with UFO. Phil right? was with and UFO. Pete okay. Who was with, Pete with? He was doing Pete. his own thing, I think. Was it right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, but they met in catering. I was in yes, catering yeah. when they met, and they stood up and they met and they embraced and they talked, and you know, a couple of people, as happens, a couple of people can then come over and can we get a photo? Can we get a photo? Yeah. I kind of erect the chemistry right, of yeah. them to just being so it seemed like they were so happy to see each yeah, other and yeah, and yeah. you know genuinely embraced and were having a nice yeah. talk until people destroyed it by by then bugging them once one person and they agree to it then there's 10 people lined up yeah. you know um but um i think Schenker and mog don't they live in the same city in england oh do they well Schenker lives in uh or, he lives in brighton i think or something like that well, i think mog lives there as well Oh, really? Okay. I think so, which is kind of weird. So they cross <laughs> paths at the coffee shop or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, you know? That'd be earlier today we were talking about releasing records in january you know testament you guys have got another record out which we were talking yeah fucking amazing record i, yeah. I love it Thank absolutely you. amazing. me on my ass the first time i heard it yeah really yeah awesome and you got and you got big uh big shoes to fill you know album after album but you just keep bettering yourself yeah. it's great it's a challenge i mean yeah. you, you you always try to outdo yourself um but when it comes to songwriting i think we're pretty lucky because eric handles a lot of the songwriting yeah so you know he he always comes up with something fresh because he doesn't really listen to a lot of other bands but his black metal yeah right okay so yeah. he's not influenced by like what's current or the new upcoming sounds whatever he's like oh this is the future and so we're lucky in that sense to where we we we're stay on our line stay on your path right? <laughs> yeah Excellent. but we we uh we talked a little bit about releasing albums in january and uh it was interesting this was released on the 2nd of january 2nd of January 1979 right and wow. I was saying maybe it was different back then you know because I was like a wee little <laughs> wee little boy wee little boy then <laughs> but um, releasing it was, was because you had radio you know probably pushing more of that A&R people pushing those songs Doctor Doctors and stuff so yeah. like, when you got the big machine like that it probably doesn't really matter when you get out as long as that no. settles out and people run by the record yeah, yeah, yeah. don't yeah. have that now it's just it's kind of internet and you know, no. that's all. Yeah. Different and, time. And, and something know? as simple as you probably got paid, and I think you did get paid weekly back then. Back in those days, you would get your, your, your money weekly. You know, wow. um, can oh, you, you mean can, just for working? Just for working. Oh, okay. Yeah, just for working. Something Maybe. so that simple. Was Australia. You didn't get that over here? <laughs> I don't think so. No. You didn't been, get that in America? I think it's no. been every month. Okay, see, like, in Australia, we used to, <laughs> when I was a kid, I can remember my old man used to get paid once a week. Okay, wow. You know, so you can kind of hold it off until the Friday. Oh, okay. Okay, and there's more money. So wow. Money for him, more beer money for him on the Friday. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, would, it would always come in. But um, huh. when I saw that, I thought, because now January is a really horrible time to release a record. absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. there's other things and you've got no money after Christmas. And, uh, exactly. And the industry yeah. kind of shuts down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The industry right shuts Christmas down. Christmas and, and two weeks after into the January, so. Exactly. There's nobody working. Yeah, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> But um, UFO still going now. Um, 
as, as we talked about, Vinnie Moore's on guitar too, right? Vinnie Moore, yes. Vinnie Moore, great, great guitar player. Yeah. Um, Mind's yeah. Eye, that was his yeah, absolutely. instrumental uh, back yeah, album. Day. Yeah. But uh, UFO have influenced so much, especially in the Bay Area. The Bay Area, UFO had There's a... probably a lot. Of, I know a lot of you have just... Well, it's Michael Shanker too, but, you know, I, I, I might have got to give Phil credit because even Phil's singing with anybody else, even if it wasn't the Shanker team, mm-hmm. yeah. you would you would think it was possibly UFO because Phil's just so... His style, his, his the, the way he sings, his texture of his voice. Yeah. I don't hear that anymore no. at all. No. You know, and for him to be doing it, you know, what, 50 years or close well, to, I mean, and yeah. still be singing strong like that. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's amazing. You know, I mean, I look up to that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Alrighty. Let's go out with uh, Dr. Doctor. And, um, yeah. Uh, that, Chuck, is a, that is a good song. Dude, that is a good song. It, it's a really, and perfect for, for Maiden when they play at, uh, they play right before they hit the stage, they, don't they? They literally play before they hit right, the stage. Exactly. It yeah, really exactly. gets you going. Yeah. It's a good song. It does indeed. Yeah, without a doubt, the most famous song. Most yeah. famous oh, yeah, UFO yeah. song. And Rock Bottom, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. You, you, you just associate that solo. I mean, that live record, that solo, you're just expecting it just to carry on. Right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, thanks for your time. Thank uh, you. Good Thank luck you. with the new, uh, the new album coming out. Everyone go and check it out. Titans of uh, Creation. Man. Absolutely. First single is out now. You know? Absolutely. So Kill go it. and check it out. It's a, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, a monster. It's Thank a monster, you. without Thank a you. doubt. Proud of it. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Cool.